Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Lynette. Today, we're going to talk about how going through this crisis of being ill has made me a better person. Some of the emotions I've gone through, some of the ups and downs. But first, we're going to start out with the blame game. I think blaming other people for what's happened to you is probably a common occurrence when something like this happens to you. In reflecting back on my childhood, I remember when my parents got a divorce and I was nine, suddenly I had to make my own lunches for school, and it would consist of fluffy white bread, mustard, and a piece of bologna every day. I would put an apple in there, I guess for show, I don't know, because I don't remember eating it. However, I started thinking during that time, those were really formative years, I wasn't getting very much nutrition. And then for dinner, it was during the craze of uh, TV dinners, so your entire meal came in an aluminum tray with aluminum foil over it that included dessert and everything. Now, I don't know much about the nutrients in TV dinners. And then shortly thereafter, my sister, my older sister, she's about three or four years older than me, she took over the cooking. So I remember every night we would have the same thing for dinner. Bless her heart, she should have been out playing with her friends, but she was cooking. I wonder how much in all of this nutrition played a part. And so I went through kind of blaming for that. But then when I got over that part of it, I reflected back. I remembered what a wonderful mother I had, and she did her best under the circumstances being a single mom. Even though I was only nine, I still have to take some of the responsibility. I guess I could have made it more of a uh, nutritious lunch. So I got over blaming others for my nutrition because I could have made it a bit better. Then, as I got a bit older, uh, there was two very significant times in my life when I was under an extreme amount of stress. So I started really wondering what part that had played in it. So again, it was the blame game. Although I do believe to this day that stress plays a part in our well-being and in our health. And one of the stressors threw my body into convulsions just for one day, but it did. So I don't know what part that played in it as well. I guess with all this being said, it's an accumulation of all that you've gone through in growing up. But even though people put me under a stressful situation, I believe that you need to forgive to have peace within yourself. And I think everybody else is just doing the best they can do. I don't think it's intentional that they put you through this. I think they're just doing what they feel they need to do for their own lives. Again, with everything and every blame game that you have, 
if you look back at it, you can kind of understand their position. And you need to forgive. I truly believe to have peace within yourself, you need to forgive people. Then as time went on and I started to have the effects of this illness, I went through some pretty embarrassing situations of which I tried to cover up. So on the outside, it appeared that I was laughing, but on the inside, I was pretty much crying. And I'll share a few of those experiences with you. For example, I went to a nightclub with a couple of friends and we were sitting outside having our drinks and I had to use the restroom. So I went inside and was walking quickly across the room and I tripped and fell on my back and I could not get up. Well, first of all, I don't think it was a normal trip. I think I tripped because of what was starting to happen to my body. And then falling on my back under normal circumstances, you would just jump right up. But I was becoming weaker and weaker. So fortunately, these men helped me on my feet. I went to the restroom. I went outside and connected with the people I went with. And I made a joke saying I was like a turtle on my back. And it was pretty funny, I guess, a picture of a turtle laying on the back of your shell. However, it wasn't really funny to me. I, I put on a brave face. I laughed. I smiled. However, on the inside, I was pretty much crying. Then there was the incident. I was diagnosed with Lyme disease also, so I was taking mega doses of antibiotics to kill it. And I was taking three oral and a couple intravenous shots a day. So with all that medicine in you, it's bound to take a toll on your digestive system. And so I went out for pizza with my mother. And I don't even want to get into details with you, but it was a very embarrassing situation. Well, that evening, I was going out with some friends. And even though what took place in the afternoon was still with me, I felt, again, on the outside, I was laughing like I was having a good time. But I was still traumatized from what happened earlier that day. This makes me really understand post-traumatic stress disorder because I think any time you're under a stressful situation, super embarrassing, super threatening, whatever, it's... Um, stays with you and it, it consumes you. One of the other things that happened in is I got a job in a, uh, I guess it was a commercial, I'm not even sure, but I was playing a doctor and I was supposed to do some typing on a computer and first put on my glasses and then do the typing. Well, when I went to put on the glasses, my arm wouldn't reach up to my ear to put the glasses on. So I had to bring my head down lower. And then when I went to pretend I was typing a report, the dexterity in my fingers wasn't working correctly. And I couldn't even make it look natural. I felt very bad about that. Again, that post-traumatic stress disorder kicked in. and. 
we were on a break, and I was with a makeup artist, and I told her that I felt really bad. And she said to me, and again, here we go with you never know where the epiphanies are going to come from. She said to me these simple words. She said, well, it's not what you do. And I thought, she's right. I never said I knew how to work a computer or I typed on a computer quickly or or whatever. I didn't even really wear glasses at the time. So again, like I said, you never know where your epiphanies are going to come from. But these are all things that I've gone through, and I could go on for days with the embarrassment. And that's why when I say I no longer have an ego, I would say this pretty much clinched it for me. Sometimes when you're so stressed or so embarrassed, you can almost make it in your head like it didn't happen. You can suppress it so hard. It's almost like it's not even a reality. But with all that being said, there are good things that came out of this. There are things that made me a better person. For example, I was always that person that would go, go, go. I couldn't sit still. Even when I didn't feel good, I would still get up and go. And in hindsight, I think the reason I did that is because I had an active mind. So if I kept busy or if I was always with friends, I didn't have to think about things that I didn't want to think about. In other words, it's almost like running from yourself. So when I got ill, one of the first things that happened to me is I had to stay home. And that was really tough. I had to face my thoughts. I had to face everything that I kept running from my entire life. And if I hadn't gotten ill, I probably would have kept up that same pattern. So the first thing that happened is I had to learn to quiet my mind, to quiet all those active thoughts. And the most helpful situation in that is that epiphany that I shared with you from day one, from the first episode, and that is you can glance at the past, but don't stare. Because I think usually when our mind is being active, it's a situation that we've gone through that maybe we didn't totally deal with, or perhaps we wish the outcome might have been different. The second situation was being able to stay home and be happy. And part of that was I had to turn off social media, particularly Facebook, for a while because every time I turned it on, people looked like they were having the time of their life, enjoying the heck out of their day. So that made me feel sad because I felt like everybody was out having a good time and I was stuck home. But you know, with all that being said, now when I stay home, I really enjoy it. I used to have a real admiration for people that could stay home. And people would say to me, oh, you're so lucky. You have so much energy. You're always on the go. What they didn't know is that it was because I was basically running from myself, running from my own thoughts. It was much easier to keep on the go than it was to uh, try to quiet my mind. Or This way, I didn't have to deal with anything. 
So now I've become one of these people that do like to stay home, enjoy being home. I think with that, there comes a self-love. You realize that your career doesn't define you. The person who you are home alone with is who you are. There's something to be said for all of this happening to you, uh, for having to shed your ego, for having to shed your career. It's freeing because you really have nothing to lose. Now, with that being said, staying home by yourself and enjoying it is the most wonderful thing in the world. You might enjoy going to concerts, to plays, whatever. But to be able to be home and have complete peace is better than all of that combined. I would say going through this health journey has made me a better person. And one of the biggest issues for me was not being able to stay home. And now that I can do that and enjoy that and enjoy me, I can honestly say that this journey, although I want it to be over with 100%, there is good that comes out of it. You know, sometimes you have to think that maybe you're a chosen person. Maybe it's time for you to make an adjustment in your life. Because rarely do we make changes when everything is going great. I would say the times that I've made the biggest adjustments in my life is when I've hit that rock bottom place and you have no choice. And that leads to what we talked about earlier is not depending on others to make you happy, but just enjoy who is there. Find the good in everybody and just love them for it. Keep your priorities straight. Forgive those that have hurt you. Like I said, I've been hurt by a couple people pretty badly. And by me holding on to anger didn't do them any good or bad. But it did me bad. The main thing with all this is... Finding who your true self is, your best self, your authentic self. And I believe that when there's nothing to have an ego about, nothing that you're striving for at the moment, but just the reality of the present moment, I think that's when you find who you really are. And I've got to say, for the first time in my life, I feel... And it's not with me all the time, don't get me wrong, but I feel 100% balanced. I feel like I sure had to go through a lot to get here. However, I'm grateful that it wasn't worse. Again, illness and many other things are trials that we go through. And I think trials are what get us to make change. There to teach us, and I think that perhaps if we didn't go through certain trials, we wouldn't make the changes that are necessary to make our life that much better. Therefore, I'm going to ask you to wrap your head around being a chosen one. You're meant for a change right now. Get excited about that. 
Because if you hadn't gone through what you're going through at the moment, you might just leave your life status quo. But yet, it may not be satisfactory. It may not be your best life. So sometimes when you're forced to make changes, absolutely up against a wall forced, is beneficial to you. And the outcome in the end is going to be better. So therefore, you see the light at the end of the tunnel, and it is better. All of these things don't happen overnight. In fact, everything I've shared with you has literally taken years. And it can be overwhelming when you think about it all at once. But it does take time and effort to make your habits of either thought or physically change a bit. So again, get excited about what's going on. I know I've mentioned that in an earlier episode. And to be honest with you, when I go back and I tell you about things that I've gone through, it just sent me back for about three days to a week because it was a dark time in my life. And I understand that when you're first going through this, it is dark and bleak. But believe me, there is light at the end of the tunnel. You will become a person that you never thought you could be. One other thing that I felt early on as far as my relationships with people and friends go is um, to talk little and listen a lot. Because have you ever been with someone that you can tell by the look on their face They can't wait for you to finish your sentence so they can start talking. But I think what most people really want is a good listener. And to have these good relationships in life, you need to forgive, listen, love, all the things that are positive. There's also some scriptures that I repeat to myself. And one is, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. This has to do with being ill or if you feel somebody's doing you wrong or whatever the situation is. When you repeat that and you feel the confidence and you have faith and you believe that God will take care of it, you just say to yourself, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And it's done. The other scripture I say to myself is, He who has begun a good work in you will continue until the end. So, with that being said, all this that we're going through is the work, the beginning of the the work. And he will, and or you will, go through it until the end, till you come out on the other side, till you see that light at the end of the tunnel. And as I mentioned earlier, no matter what you're going through or what you've gone through, when you feel absolute peace, no matter what's going on with your body, you can sit there and say, I am at peace. It is better than any gift that you could hope for, wish for. To have absolute peace in your life is priceless. So to sum up what we've talked about, is that all of these things that I've shared with you, from talk little, listen a lot, 
it's okay to glance at the past, but don't stare. Don't depend on others to make you happy and so forth. Everything brought up to this point will make changes for you. But again, get that excitement that those changes are going to be positive. And there is nothing better than peace of mind. I know that I've shared with you how it's made me a better person in terms of being able to stay home and enjoy it. But there's more than just that. There are so many areas that you will find that you have become better. Areas that you never even thought were possible. Areas that money can't buy, that education can't give you. So I know it sounds like a real stretch, but if you can think of this as a gift, in a sense, and I don't mean to underplay what's going on with you and with me, because I know it certainly does not feel like a gift. And the negative part, I hope and pray, goes away for you and for me. So regardless of what happens in the end, the outcome You will forever be changed, and as I mentioned earlier, it will be a positive change if you keep going, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Until then, God bless you, take care, and I'll look forward to talking to you next week.